What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here, as always, on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am the Renegade J.J. Williams, and today I'm going to be discussing from 2011, The Reunion, starring John Cena, Ethan Embry, Boyd Holbrook, Amy Smart, Leela Loren, Carmen Serrano, and Greg Henry. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again, as always, on Renegades Reviews. I appreciate y'all joining me here for another movie starring a wrestler. This one, of course, John Cena, The Reunion from 2011. And let's get right into it. Our film begins with a father and a son in a limousine. And the son has to do a report on what the father does for a living. But his dad seems very disinterested as he questions him, you know. He just so busy reading the paper, whatever, like he, he wants no part of what his son is talking about. So the father tells him that he runs a company that owns other companies, very nonchalantly, very dismissively. Son gets dropped off, and while the dad is on his way to work, a move is made, and he's kidnapped. The man, by the name of Kyle Wills, is a very wealthy businessman. Next, we meet Douglas Cleary, and he's being released from jail for petty theft. We're next introduced to Leo Cleary. And Leo is a bail bondsman whose most recent client has skipped bail. Lastly, we meet Sam Cleary, a police officer who's being suspended from the force due to an accident, a misunderstanding incident. However, the captain thinks he'll be able to get Sam back on the job no time at all. So the three men are brothers, Douglas, Leo, and Sam. They have a sister named Nina Cleary. And all four of them have been brought together because their father has passed away. Now, in his will, Nina has been left the executor. Each kid will inherit $3 million. However, there's a catch. They must start a business together and keep it going for two years in order to receive the money. Sam wants no part in this. All four siblings share the same father, but they each have different mothers. As a result, there's a lot of tension and resentment and dissension within the ranks. Except for Douglas. Douglas is just starting to get to know his siblings. He's never met them before. Leo discovers that his bail jumper, Edgar Rodriguez, is a suspect involved in the kidnapping of Kyle Wills. So he talks Sam and Douglas into helping him. This way he can recover the bond money and they can split the $5 million reward for the rescue of Wills. The, th the three brothers head down to Mexico 
and they're trying to get some information on Edgar. When they get to Mexico, they seek out an old acquaintance of Edgar's, a stripper named Angelina. And when they try to question her in the strip club, she's very tight-lipped, very cold, very direct, not wanting to open up whatsoever. However, she slides Douglas her phone number and invites him to a party at her house. Once he arrives, there's no other guests. You know, this could be a setup. Angelina seduces him, and the two have sex. The next morning, Edgar shows up at Angelina's house, catches her in bed with Douglas. Edgar's about to shoot them when Sam, sensing that something is up, goes upstairs and shoots Edgar just before he can pull the trigger, killing his brother and Angelina. Angelina ends up giving Douglas some information and they go through Edgar's personal belongings, get his wallet. Now the brothers then decide to go to Edgar's mom's house in search of his brother, Eddie as well as trying to find out the identity of a photo they found in Edgar's wallet. is a girl. They want to know who she is because they figure maybe she has some information about Edgar and what he was involved in, this kidnapping. Now, while this is going on, one of the guys involved in the kidnapping, he's kind of a tech guy, is getting paranoid because the crew has learned about the death of Edgar. So the leader of the kidnappers tells him to calm down. The leader of the kidnappers is doing some thinking, and he can tell it's not the FBI that killed Edgar, because he himself was FBI for 10 years. He knows their style. He knows the way they execute plans and this doesn't seem like an FBI thing. The brothers discover that the girl in the picture is named Teresa Trujillo. And she's an old friend of Edgar's. And we don't really know if she's a girlfriend or not. Possibly. They don't really say either way. But regardless, she's an old associate of Edgar's. They go to her house and try to find out some information, and she doesn't seem to care about Edgar either way. Her grandfather enters the room, shotgun in hand, ready to blow away and shoot the brothers. And Teresa, you know, backs him down. They get what little information they can from Teresa, and they're on their way. The brothers go to a local bar then and try to seek out more information. And while they're at the bar, they learn of a man named Verdugo. He's a big time player in Mexico. Nothing happens in Mexico without Verdugo's knowledge. And you don't find Verdugo. Verdugo finds you. So Verdugo's men find the three brothers and they bring them to his place. 
and they begin to question Verdugo a little bit about his knowledge in the kidnapping, what he knows, what he doesn't know. He says that he doesn't know anything more than what he's heard on the news and that he's not involved whatsoever. It's not his style. He then gives the three brothers 24 hours to get out of Mexico or he will kill them because they brought this to his doorstep, thinking that he's involved, making accusations. So you got 24 hours to get out of my domain or you will be dead. Verdugo's men drop them back off at their hotel. And when they go up to their room, they discover that somebody has been inside. No forced entry. So the owners of the hotel have allowed them inside. They go downstairs to the manager and they start roughing him up a little bit wanting to know who they're letting inside. They take the manager upstairs and have the manager open their door himself. They open the door and they can tell that something's wrong, so they start to run off. And they get away safely just before their room explodes. And the three brothers are about to cut their losses and go home when Teresa shows up. She offers her services to them because all the time that the brothers have been dealing with Verdugo and their room getting broke into, the men that they are looking for came by her house looking for them and ended up killing her grandfather in the process. Now, with Teresa's help, they, re, they raid a nearby facility and come up on a small arsenal. You know, they, for a mission like this, they need some artillery. They need some weapons. Then they go and they get themselves some horses, and they begin to search the trails for, Will, for Wills and his kidnappers. Verdugo sends out some of his associates after the brothers. However, they only find Leo and Teresa because Sam and Douglas are doing something else. And they're able to rough Leo up a little bit until Douglas comes in and spots them. Douglas and Leo then take on the two henchmen. Sam comes in, and I don't remember if they kill them or not. Forgive me. But they're able to take them out regardless. The next morning, the brothers and Teresa find the compound where Wills is being held. Sam tosses a grenade to kind of start things and they make their move to try to make their rescue. Shots get fired, you know, the, the compound is going to defend themselves. Sam, Douglas, Leo, and Teresa are defending themselves. Sam gets hit in the arm with some stray bullets, but he's able to keep fighting. Now, most of the kidnappers get killed in the crossfire of this gunfight. All except the leader, the ex-FBI agent, and the man who's responsible for pulling the trigger on Teresa's grandfather. Well, 
the guy that pulled the trees the trigger on Teresa's grandfather takes off in a Ford Bronco. Douglas mounts his horse and chases after him. The ex-FBI guy, the leader, takes off his way and Sam chases him down, leaving just Leo and Teresa. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, Verdugo and his crew show up. They go inside the compound Untie Wills, tell them that they're friends, take him to the American Embassy, and they collect the $5 million reward themselves. Now, Douglas able, is able to catch up to the Bronco and kill the man who killed Teresa's grandfather. All this leaves is the ex-FBI man, the leader of the kidnappers. And Sam wants to keep the pursuit going. Despite the fact that Wills is freed, despite the fact that there's no reward for them anymore, Sam being a cop and all about justice, he wants to make sure that this guy gets his. Leo doesn't like the idea, and the two brothers begin fighting. And Leo just begins to verbal diarrhea of the mouth, man. He begins to vent and spew all of this anger that he's kept pent up inside of him for all these years towards Sam. And he just unleashes it all on him. And it all kind of stems from the day that Sam left the family. Sam left Leo and Nina behind. Because up until that day, they had a protector in the house. You see, their father wasn't the best man in the world. He was an alcoholic, but as long as Sam was there because of his size, they had someone to protect them. Once he left, they didn't have that protection anymore. So Leo has been holding all this hostility towards him in for all these years. But Leo... Leo needs to understand, and Sam tells him, look, I was 17 when I left. If I had stayed, I would have killed the old man myself. And at 17, he probably would have been tried as an adult instead of a minor, done serious jail time, had a completely different career path than the one that he knows and enjoys today. I think it's because he got out that he was able to become an officer and be on the side of justice as opposed to the side of law-breaking. The next morning, the brothers and Teresa find the leader of the kidnappers, the ex-FBI guy. And Sam attempts to place him under arrest, but he pulls a gun on Sam. And just as he's about to fire and pull the trigger, a shot echoes out. And Leo has fired a shot from the top of the canyon, killing the lead kidnapper. The brothers return home. Clearly, they've grown closer to each other and bonded throughout this whole ordeal. And they begin to tell Nina about their adventures. Well, Nina then breaks the news to the brothers 
that there is no money. She lied to them. And they all begin to get upset at her because she's never lied a day in her life. She tells them that their father's dying wish was to bring the family back together again. So she did what she had to do to make it happen. End result being that they're back together and closer, they can't really be upset at her. Yeah, they're kind of bummed that there's no money. But the end result was that they are now all a lot closer than they used to be. So they can't really be upset at that. Sam then suggests that they start an investigation agency. Sam's already a police officer, so he's got that going for him, that experience. Leo's a bail bondsman. So they've got that going for him, that experience. Douglas is a thief, so he knows how to track thieves the way thieves think. Got that experience going for him. And Nina just can't believe it. The fact that they're still going to start this business together, even though there's no money involved now. This was another really good movie. You know, I think now that in later years that my opinion towards John Cena has changed some, I'm enjoying his films a little bit more. I'm actually curious now to take another look at the Marine in 12 rounds, which I did not like when I initially saw them and see if I enjoy them better. Legendary, I always enjoyed. The first time I'd seen it, and every time I've watched it since, I really enjoyed it. I had never seen the reunion, so it was cool to see this one and see something I had never seen before. I'm a big fan of Ethan Embry's. Always enjoy him and the work that I see him in. So it was just a really good action flick, thriller. You, know, you had the kidnapping. You had, like, detective work going on. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed and enjoyed this movie. For my rating, I'm going to give it four out of five stars. Like I said, I was thoroughly impressed with the storytelling and the acting found within this film. My only gripe about this film is that the majority of the kidnappers did not have names. And if they did, it was very, very glossed over and very, very forgettable. The only one who really had a name was Edgar. And he wasn't even the main guy. So that was my only little nitpick, if there was one. Don't forget to get out there on social media. Get those hashtags trending for me. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag Shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made.
Don't forget to do what the commercial just told you. Get out there. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network. Get you your shirts for the Jeff Meacham Network. Talk wrestling, Meachamania. Get you your shirts for the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. The Renegade J.J. Williams shirt. Dad's Not Always on Wrestling. Stat Boy Sports Bar. And so much more. Tomorrow, right here, exclusively on the Casa D18 Studios channel, when I will be doing another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, make sure you join me as I talk about the classic, classic film, The Princess Bride, starring Carrie Elway, Robin Wright, Andre the Giant, Mandy Patikin, and so, so many more. You're not going to want to miss The Princess Bride and Andre the Giant as we continue our movies starring wrestlers right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel and Renegades Reviews. Make sure you leave me your comments in the comment box below. As always, I will get back to you, and I might even read your comment on this month's episode of Renegade Recap at the end of the month. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for watching along. I appreciate you guys, and I will see you all next time.